There's something enticing about being able to call yourself broken. It's an excuse to say that you are the way you are because of the unlucky circumstances of your everyday life. Now, the real trick is figuring out what to do with all your brokenness. Do you attempt to mend it? Is restoration the best way to coexist with a broken heart? Or do you just pretend to feel whole? To me, avoidance is key. In fact, it's the only solid solution. I like to avoid the feelings that trigger the emptiness inside of me. I avoid the thoughts. (laughs) Yo, I'm too depressed for myself tonight. I'm not in the mood for this. Damn. (laughs) Okay. Um, I'm going to try and freestyle this here. I have been such a person who loves to like overshare I feel like my life (laughs) like just as honestly as I can be I feel like my life is so exciting and so interesting and different that like who can I tell (laughs) who can I talk to who can I tell the fullness of how crazy my life actually is and I keep it, I'm somewhat public, I'm I'm kind of public with a couple of people that I know, I'm not a couple, but like, I guess I'm not, I, I want to say that I'm private, okay, well no, lately I've been holding back a lot of details, <laughs> and I've been learning to keep myself more low-key, and yeah, I'm going to say that for the past year or so, I've hid like, how extreme my life can be but um oh my god it's like waiting to burst out of me I want to talk I want to talk I want to tell everybody um (laughs) I don't know um I don't know about all of that so I, I was going on about how I kind of overshare but I feel like all that aside, if your life was as crazy as mine, you would be oversharing too. <laughs> like, if anyone's life. Um, and I see that a lot of girls do. Okay, so. Oh my goodness, I'm not supposed to be exposing myself like this. I hate this. I became a. literal (laughs) I became a sugar baby (laughs) in 2018 18 and I think my life within that has been just so like what the fuck every single day (laughs) ever since so I don't know if I feel like that I I also think the stuff I do is also exciting. Like, I've just had such a crazy life so far. And even when I'm, like, waiting for reality to hit in and, like, sink in, like, I seem to be cruising along. So, that's what I really do. Um, (laughs) That's why I think my life is so funny. 
Um, it is currently COVID time. It's Corona virus, so everybody is inside, and I'm home too. I am finally home back with my family, and being home really triggers a lot of memories for me, because although I claim to have had this crazy year, which I did, crazy year, um, I kind of had an escape from from reality, um, and then from that looks crazy year, I forgot what I was saying, I forgot my train of thought, <laughs> I'm great at this, um, yeah, so, I had come down, co- coming home's reminded me of everything, and it's also showed me how much home has changed since I left, and just, oh my god, I'm just going through everything right now, like, this is huge, um, <laughs> So, I'm coming home, things are different, people are still there who feel like they had disappeared in my mind when I was gone. They're still here. Everyone's still doing what they gotta do. The world's still spinning and breathing. Um, I think, I, I, I don't want to say this explicitly, I think I'm coming to the realization that the whole world does not revolve around me <laughs> from coming home. I can see everybody else has their own stuff, and I don't think, I don't know, I was going to say, I don't think um they were as concerned about what I was doing over in university my year as I would expect them to have been but um I don't know if they were and because I was always the one reaching out to them and always saying this is what I'm doing this is what I got this is like I would get excited for school I get excited about what I gotta do and I want to share and I share 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 as much as I can to my family and that's just my sisters <laughs> mom and dad in our little family group chat and other than that, it's my parents. Okay, this is really off topic, but I'm just thinking about this. My parents have never really asked me about what I'm doing in school or been like over my shoulder, like helicopter parents, like that kind of thing. Like my parents have never been on me when I was doing my school stuff. It was if if I got my report card, it was me going to them and showing them, saying this is what I'm getting, this is what I'm getting. <laughs> And I did good, I guess. I was doing good in school. Um, not as high, high as I'd love to be, but I was always doing, I was hitting the same mark. I was high 80s and I was just <laughs> kicking it. So I was just chilling. And I guess my parents, yeah, never asked, never cared. I don't know. So I think that's really something that I'm like, oh my goodness, my parents have <laughs> their own problems probably outside of what I'm doing in school. Ugh. Um, this podcast um, episode really had no map layout of how I wanted it to go. I don't even know what I'm talking about right now. But I figured I want to get this done because the first one is always the hardest. And when you get it out of the way, smooth cruise and from there. So 
um, I feel like I have some good life lessons. I want to recall this one thing that my um, uncle said to me once. He told me that I grew up too fast. And wow. <laughs> I, I couldn't, I could not think of anything better to describe myself. Crazy. Definitely did grow up way too fast. But I I appreciate it. And with all the experience that I have, it's a different kind of growing up too fast than most people would have. And I feel like that's a very valid point. My type of she grew up too fast is very different than what other people have gone through. So, <laughs> it is blows my mind and it embarrasses the heck out of me that I let this get so far to the point okay so I said the whole sugar baby thing becoming a sugar baby and in with that in itself has given me so many life lessons I just oh my god I could talk about that like all day but that just gives itself (laughs) different life lessons a mental roller coaster but also like you think about all all of the um idioms and sayings like money can't buy happiness and you think about all those quotes with I don't know just you really test them you really test them when you live through (laughs) this kind of lifestyle and I want to say Never. (laughs) I act like I'm some big celebrity, but I don't know. I, that's actually really funny. I, I, I'm realizing now that I, but, sorry. I don't know. To think that, oh my god, I'm losing my train. So I'm thinking that I had like a way different lifestyle. Most of the things that have been given to me, I haven't really had to work for it. I've learned that, I don't know, everything comes with the costs, even the free items. Like everything, every, I don't know. I've just seen so much at such a young age and so fast. (laughs) I've also been given so much. Oh my goodness. Like, stuff blows my mind still. I sit here and it just blows my mind. (laughs) Which is probably why I'm making a podcast about it. Um... I don't know what how to start the first podcast. I'm sorry that I keep coming back to like I'm confused, but I don't know what to talk about for the third podcast. First podcast. I feel like these are supposed to be 50 minutes long too. Okay. Well, I'm going to make mine short because I can do that. I don't want to go too much into details just because I feel like um 
that's what the entire body of my podcast dream should be. Um, I just want to say that I've had a crazy year, probably the best year of my life <clears throat> as far as for like crazy, like everything, adventures, food, like everything. <laughs> and all given to me at such a young age, I literally peaked at the age of 18 and I don't know it's oh great my siblings are all home it's definitely going to have some it has had consequences and so and it's been a roller coaster again ups and downs however I'm looking forward to sharing them all in this podcast and telling the stories Yeah, so, um, I wanted, sorry, I never get any quiet in here, God, that's what life is like with eight siblings, just kidding, only three or four, I don't remember, three, um, (laughs) so, yeah, I want that to be, I also want to showcase my lessons learned, and highlight, or, capture sorry capture my crazy thoughts and thinking process I don't know I've had a crazy year and I want to share it with somebody one thing that I have learned within the past oh my god year into eight months is that the grass is always greener on the other side you'll constantly want what other people have and what you can't get um and even just being in my position and knowing that life has not always been as glamorous as i can portray it to be or as i'd love it to be it's a lot of there's a lot of rough patches and there's a lot of struggle. <laughs> funny to say. Um, let me see. A lot of stigma. I wanted to address the stigma with the whole sugar baby lifestyle. Um, it's interesting to me because a lot of girls that I probably would never talk to on a regular day back when I was more public with being a whole sugar baby, would message me and say, wow, I wish, like, they would be blown away by it, questions, like, I wish I could do that, like, I, you're lucky, that's my favorite, you're so lucky, and I guess there's so many, there's so many different ways to look at the glass half full, half empty, um, (laughs) I'm just saying, half air, half water. There are just so many different ways to look at a situation. And I remember at first I was loving it. I loved, I was excited about the attention. I was excited about this whole newfound like secret world of just getting pretty much whatever you want. And then actually living in it and being in it and going through again those ups and downs made me realize, 
I don't know. I used to be kind of open about it, and then after a while, I got more embarrassed, more ashamed. But then there's still girls. I find it funny. There's still girls that would like wish they could be in my position, want to be in my position, messaging me, saying that they'd be open to it. And I don't know who wouldn't be open to it from the outside looking in. Inside looking out, it's a lot more harder. And I wanted to address a lot of the ups and downs with this podcast. Um, Looking at where I started out, how I started thinking about being a whole sugar baby. Um, Again, love the idea of it. I never really understood the magnitude of it when I started. I never really pictured, sorry, background noise, I never really pictured out um, how this thing would pan out, where would I be five years from now, ten years from now, even now, I still struggle with that, when are you gonna let him go, when are you gonna move on, when are you, like, what are you gonna do, are you gonna stay with him, are you gonna, like, a lot of things that have overwhelmed me on, like, just a daily basis, and to the point where I have to now understand as myself that it's just taking everything one day at a time and you can't really say this is where I want to be 15 years when it comes to a relationship. This is where I want to be. It's just a day at a time. See where it goes. See what, how I feel, how he feels, what's needed, what's best. So much. So... One thing I wanted to say was address the whole stigma of just, I don't know if there's stigma. I don't know. I, listen, I can see some parts where I'm like, oh, I love this. And then other parts where I don't like it. Um, For example, going out in public with him is just, it can, you can look at it two different ways. When we are out in a different city where Although I do know a lot of people from all over the GTA, kind of, um, mutuals, Instagram, social media, especially social media makes the lifestyle today a little bit harder and a little bit more, oh my God, what are others going to think of me? It just, it amplifies all of it because on a constant, like daily basis, I'm scared of people like recording me or like posting it and You know, it's like you can't take some parts of the lifestyle and leave the others. Everything comes with it. So it's something that I have to come to terms with. Um, I've also struggled with deciding whether or not I wanted to fully give myself away to him and fully be invested in the lifestyle. I don't know how I feel about that just publicly And it's something that I really still do think about, something that I know is just a one day at a time kind of basis. Because if you look at your life in full, it will overwhelm. It will overwhelm you. And that's not something that I really ever thought about before. I'm going to switch over into headphones because I want to go out for a walk while I talk. So again, a lot of it is that you can't get all the good without some of the bad. One of the things that I lost, again, I suffered like a lot, I want to say a lot of like emotional trauma. 
<laughs> in like the best possible way like so much trauma <laughs> mentally emotionally um not physically yet but I can also say at the same time that my priorities have changed things that make me happy have changed and that although I do miss some of the things that I've that I had before I have new things to replace them new things to fill the gaps I find that I like to keep myself busy I like to always be doing something um so that's like I kind of got to learn a little bit more about myself things that I like I also like doing more hands-on stuff which I wouldn't have learned or figured out but I also like being able to take care of myself and do stuff for myself which is probably funny coming from a girl who's (laughs) okay so oh my god one of the big things that I had to give up or I don't know if I had to give them up but it's friends I I have lost a lot of friends as a result of um, him. I don't want to say names. I hope I didn't say names in my first podcast. Maybe I should give him like a um, a fake name. Oh, I'd love that. Okay, let me think. What's a what's what's a good name? Okay, we'll come back to that. So, um, I've given up a lot of friends. I probably don't value friends as much today as I did a year ago, two years ago, sorry. And I kind of have learned to be myself, but not so much be myself, but instead to accept myself as what I am instead of what I want to be. <laughs> and unapologetically being myself which is a hard thing to learn (laughs) at 17 or 18 um but it's something that you have to learn and once you leave high school and leave all of those constant um expectations you're having a reputation like once you just let go of all of those little things and you start to really live. Oh my goodness, I've come off my phone a lot more. I realize I'm not as crazy over my phone as I was probably, again, two years ago. I don't like my, I don't like being on my phone as much as I did at once. Sometimes I come onto Instagram and I'm like going through my feed and I'm like, oh my goodness, when's the last time? <laughs> I've looked through my Instagram feed. I also realized that priorities change, interests change, and I guess part of it is growing up. Part of it was being forced to grow up too quickly. And that's a big thing, is that being with a mature, older man means that you have to grow up, and you have to grow up fast. And you can't look and value the same things as you once did when you were 16, 15. Because now life is different for you. And you're looking and perceiving life in like a totally different way. And (laughs) 
I think those are very specific to me, myself, just because I've went through so much drama. Oh, my Lord, so much drama, um, so many life lessons. But I also want to acknowledge that I will give him shit in this podcast for a lot of the stuff he's put me through. But I also acknowledge that he has made my life better in some aspects, in some ways. The quality of my life, my overall, like, happiness is probably a lot higher when they, when, and when we say money cannot buy happiness, we learn that that is kind of subjective. And I've had periods in my life <laughs> where days, weeks, or even being a sugar baby, I was like, wow, when they say money can't buy you happiness, it's really true. But, um, because money can give itself a whole new set of problems, especially when you talk about how you're really getting your money. So I got to learn that in a very um, real and raw way that coming into a lot of fortune does not necessarily equate to being happy, being mentally happy, or not being mentally distraught, which I am a lot of the time. Wow, this backyard is pretty nice. I don't know, it's two backyards, it's two houses. Yeah, so, I got the pleasure of learning that very quickly. Um, I don't want to give away too much for this podcast just because I want to have more things to talk about, and I probably could talk about a lot, given the circumstances of my life. But, um, what else is there for this podcast? So, I'm just saying, oh yeah, problems, and even I have other friends who are also sugar babies, and it's really nice, oh my god, I want to say this, it's very nice to have other people who are going through the same thing as you, because although sugar baby, um, do an air quotes right now, sugar baby is very taxing term, very controversial, very, um, what kind of struggles could you really go through? <laughs> um, it's really nice to have someone else who's in the, some, in the same position as you and someone that you can talk to because I can, it's so freaking, it can be very lonely because how many other girls do you know are fucking, I would Older men at the age of eight, 17, 17, and even then, um, it's very comforting, very reassuring, and even the people that are in my life, I actually, the people that are in my life that are in the same posi- position as me, I really do look at them as a blessing, because what are the odds that you're going to find someone who's been through hell and back <laughs> with you? And I also wanted to include this part in the, to this podcast is that I have had my doubts. I've had my questioning. I've had my, oh my goodness, is this, is this really what I want? And I'm going to go into how complex this whole lifestyle has been for me. 
because it's not just black and white. Like, it's not just when you hear domestic relationship, he's abusing you, so why don't you just leave? It's a lot deeper. There's a lot of more root into a problem than just the surface, and I feel like that goes for saying with any relationship. I had, I talked to this girl, and she was also in, a, in like, a similar position as me, a sugar baby, from the States, and she was my age, and her man was, like, this, around the same age as mine, I'm not sure how old he was, but she said something to me that really opened, not opened my eyes, but it gave me a different perspective, and it gave me a different perspective to the point where I was very down. I was very down about just the, just the circumstance, how I felt like, oh my god, I want to get out of this, but I can't. Like, ugh, drives me insane. And she said, you have to look at this. This is probably going to sound really messed up to anyone else listening. You're not into <laughs> She said, what you have right now is an opportunity. An opportunity that a lot of girls a lot of girls would go for oh my god I hope that's not anyone that I fucking that I know an opportunity that a lot of girls would go for probably want to be in the same position as you are so look at it as an opportunity instead of something that is so stressful to you and I don't know she said we're lucky <laughs> she said we are the lucky ones <laughs> and I don't know if the word lucky is really the right word but I know that my life would be completely 180 if I didn't have him I have one of the greatest things right now in my position right now where I don't really like necessarily need money that badly or I guess maybe I'm in university, I should say that, I just started university, I'm going on to my second year, so I guess I do need money, but, um, I have parents, <laughs> so I'm not very overwhelmed with that part, but I have good financial freedom, a decent amount of fi- financial freedom right now, just on a daily basis, just walking around, like, I've never been stressed out over money. I've gotten so many things that I probably would never dream of getting. And <laughs> at one point, when it, when all of this first started out, it felt surreal to me. Like, I, w- I would wake up being like, oh my god, no, that didn't, happen. that didn't happen. But that was before it was as bad as it has become today. And... I don't, even, I don't even know what I mean by bad, but before all the other problems and mental stress, now they're, now anything that I get is just like, oh, another item? Like, where am I going to put this? <laughs> but I do, I do enjoy the little things. I do value everything. Um, and just the perspective I have on life and my interest, and it's just, I've been able to do so many different things. Right now, um, this will definitely be something that I address in the podcast later on. Daddy issues. I bet you guys all want to know, like, what kind of daddy issues does this girl have? But I want to explain everything in depth 
but I'm going to, <laughs> I'm not even going to put you guys on like a cliffhanger. I'm going to say straight up from now, I've had a very um, rocky relationship with my dad. However, recently me and him were just able to reconnect. And if that doesn't tell you about how I am or where I am mentally right now in life, I'm feeling great. And I'm feeling very hopeful and optimistic about my future. And even just having them on a daily basis, being a sugar baby, having my sugar daddy, just gave me... He was there for me when I pretty much didn't have anyone. I was in a... I was in a very rocky place for a lot of my teen, um, pre-teen, for a lot of my life, a majority of my life, and when we talk about mental state, I have never, car, sorry, I have never been as mentally secure, free, happy, oh my goodness, right now, where I am today, and even, this is a very confession, I always feel like something bad is going to happen. And you only feel like something bad is going to happen when you have things too good. And although my life currently is not like 100% perfect, like, you know, we could definitely improve in a couple of areas. I have never been as secure as I am today. And again, hopeful, optimistic, feeling like I'm on the right path. The only thing that I have to really cure right now is boredom. I have my own job. I almost want to say that I have a job. (laughs) It's not a great job. It's not a great, great job. But it's like, you know, I'm doing what I can on a daily basis. And I'm still enjoying and chilling life. I'm still on my grind, still on my hustle, doing my little side thing, this, that. So, yeah. Um... I just wanted to, like, give, like, a little synopsis, I guess that's what it should be, of that my life has not been as 100% perfect as um, anyone would probably think it would be, as a sugar baby, sugar baby lifestyle is actually a lot harder than a lot of people would expect it to be, and that's no one's fault, because everything, as I like to say, everything comes with a price and just depends on what that price is nothing's ever for free and if that price is your mental state mental health (laughs) I don't know it's kind of pricey but again just one day at a time and there was another thing I wanted to add on mental state taking it one day at a time Oh, yeah. Um, it's been very crazy. And I wonder if someone had, I don't know, I'm thinking, if someone had told me that this, what I experienced today, my lifestyle today, if this was the price of what I have, but I still take it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I probably, I always say that if I had to do it again, I'd probably wouldn't change a thing. Maybe a couple of things I'd probably change. 
I went on a crazy power trip in grade 12. <laughs> and I think that's why I kind of lost some of my friends. But um, he's definitely played a part in that. Even now, I find it hard for me to make friends. I find it hard for me to speak in front of people. I've, and I used to love being a public speaker. And now I'm just kind of more timid. I'm shy. I'm not good at talking to people. Very antisocial. Oh, my God. It would blow your head away how antisocial I've become <laughs> from what I was before. And even when people say, no, you're socially, like, to talk, like I'm like, I've changed. I'm very timid and quiet. And, yeah, so, again, just one day at a time. So, I'm starting to think that being a sugar baby is a little bit more common. I don't know if it's on being a sugar baby or having a man that supports you financially. I don't know. One of the two. I'm seeing that it's a little bit more common. Now, what I won't say is more common is how extreme my case is. Um, it's a bit more unique than the average just using a guy for money um and to that I wanted to say that the grass is always greener on the other side and that is one of the things that I've gotten to learn just one little thing that really comes to mind is that the grass is always greener on the other side that you will always throughout the rest of your life um be wanting more you will always want what others have that's like smaller part, but that it's not always as great as it seems to be on the greener side, if that makes sense. I feel like there's a better idiom to saying that, but that's like, <laughs> that's what my brain's really mustering, um, is that I know people that would say, oh, I wish, oh wait, I wish I was in your situation. I wish that I was as lucky as you. I have gotten messages, DMs. I wish. Um, and although I will not lie and say that, there are parts that have been great. Parts just overall that have been amazing. I won't deny that. But at the same time... Um, there's been a lot of ugly, a lot of ugliness in being me, in, in being part of this lifestyle. Oh, sorry. Okay, my grandmother's cooking. That's good. I don't know if you can hear that. My AirPods are so sensitive, they capture everything. So I wouldn't be surprised. Anyways, so in saying that the grass is greener on the other side, I mean that Life as a sugar baby, life in my shoes has not been as rewarding as one may think. And it's really, oh my God, it's really been an ongoing struggle. I very, what? I'm trying to record. Hurry up and get out. Because you took my hair tie.
There's some in the couch downstairs. Go. Oh my goodness. Now I'm going to have to add editing and it's not been as green as it appears to everyone else. And I really do question. Like this is just. I really do ask myself, is it worth it? Do the pros outweigh the cons? Um, and it's just a long, it's just something that really is on your mind 24-7. And it sounds dramatic. I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean on your mind? It's just that things just go so much more deeper so much more dramatic, so much more pain, and just an emotional, mental, even physical state. It's just, and it's crazy what you are willing to put yourself through when you are, I'm going to use the word, addicted. Yes, addicted to a lifestyle that you really can't maintain yourself. You're addicted to a lifestyle that you a, can't maintain yourself. You're reliant on someone else. And be something that's been there with you for as long. Something that's been there with you as long as I have dealt with my stuff, which is about two years. Once you taste what it's like to be on top of the world, it's an, it's it's a high that you will never want to come back down from. The flexibility, the comfort, the comfort, I don't know if this word, comfort, how comfortable, that's a word, how comfortable I am with my current life is just comfortable as I have been it is it's challenging to come down from that and it's harder to do it willingly it's just a mental I would say mental barrier when it gets to that point um there is I I don't want to spoil too much I really wanted this to be like a positive no, 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 not a positive. I wanted to highlight both the positives and the negative in my life. Um, I also dealt with kind of the shame, embarrassment. Um, but it's really, <laughs> I was going to say, it's really hard to feel bad when you are having the time of your life. So keep that in mind. It's hard to be feeling so embarrassed to be in there yeah so back to what I was saying um I struggled really with how others perceived me how I perceived myself in the beginning I was very public with it very open about it um not not really thinking it through I do like the attention that comes with it but it has to be done the right way. I I do like the attention that comes with it. I like the lifestyle that's very 
and I know other sugar babies also do. <laughs> I just love it. We live like little rock stars, but I guess it's maybe it's the same as marrying. Okay, no. I'm going to get into that a little bit later in the podcast, but it can be embarrassing to have to be out with your sugar daddy and be terrified that you're going to see somebody that you know. Um, It's really bad. Um, It has, has happened to me before. I also am very focused on myself. Another thing that I really appreciate, I'm very focused on myself, so if I'm even out and my whole entire school's there, I probably won't be looking up enough at other people to see them there, see them there. I have, I remember one time I saw this guy while I was in the mall, and that guy slid into my DMs like three months later, so that was interesting. That was definitely interesting um, <laughs> and <laughs> embarrassing. It was embarrassing, but I did get, I'd say, clout for being in that situation. People were like, oh, wow. But I wish I had done, if we're being honest, is I wish I had probably kept it more of a secret in the beginning. Um, I <laughs> looked at it as an icon because when you're so young, it's just secure the bag. But we place more emphasis on securing the bag than how the bag is actually secured. <laughs> Think about that to yourself. Um, so I always looked at as an icon. People are a little bit, I think, a little bit shy to talking about it. But it's funny that um, I was going through all of it. And here's what I'm saying. You know when you are only on the outside looking in? I found it more interesting for myself because I was on the inside looking outside, looking inside, if you can follow that along. But I was just thinking about how others were um, really taking it or perceiving it versus what I was perceiving for like what I was doing on an everyday basis probably different than what most people expected I had the entire I don't want to say that I had the entire world fooled but a lot of people were naive as to the severity of my case um I get I can get emotional on this topic because a lot of it is bigger than just sugar daddy, sugar baby. I was younger. I was going to say young, but I want younger because (laughs) I don't know if I'm very young. Well, I am still young. Oh my God. Um, I was young, and I was innocent, and I feel like I was, what's the word, I was manipulated, 
Oh, and it really, again, I tell you, like, it's very emotional. It can get kind of deep. Because here I was portraying this ideal life, this crazy life. And I was just suffering in a lot of silence. And even some of that suffering, I didn't even know that I was suffering. I was so unaware that I was being tricked. I was being manipulated. I was being used. And even hearing it and even thinking it right now, I'm like, I, every two years, I kind of, or every three years or whatever, every now and then I look back at things that I've done when I was younger and I just remember in that moment when I was younger doing those stupid things I thought that I had it all together I thought I was mature enough to be doing xyz that I wasn't gonna regret it that this was the right decision and I look back and I think wow young dumb and naive (laughs) that was me (laughs) that was me just thinking that I could do everything for myself, by myself, and still have it all together. Um, And you look back, and as you get older, you're thinking, I was too young to be doing that. I was too uneducated. I was just, ugh. And sometimes, guys, I really do look back at my younger self, and I, my heart really hurts for her. My heart really hurts for just younger me. And I'm saying this was before I met him, before it got as bad as it is today. I don't know if it's bad. I don't know if it's good. That's, again, part of why I say trauma. (laughs) I'm over here telling you guys, and I don't even know what I think for myself. So yeah, grass is always greener. Life of a sugar baby. I don't know. I I don't know if people I okay, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if people would think okay, being a sugar baby is glamorous, but then for me, I have to acknowledge something. I have in any of this, I have to acknowledge that he gave me he gave me a better life. He changed my life for the better. And the worst, again, at all at the same time. Which is what makes me insane. Like, that's what really haunts me in my head. Is that even when I was when I was trying to pull away from him more over the summer, and I was kind of starting to realize, okay, like, this is not normal, this is kind of abusive, this is kind of manipulation, I haven't been in control as much as I thought I was, and I'm sorry that I'm being, when I jump up and jump between ideas, I'm not being very clear, <laughs> I hope that you can follow who I'm talking about, I keep saying he, that refers to sugar baby sugar daddy, that is, okay, I'm sorry, I'm not really sticking with you guys there but I'm just having this is something that's so this is very um this makes me feel very vulnerable this is not something that I'm really 
okay with even admitting to myself, which is why I'm a bit dodgy. I'm going to work on it. But what was I saying is that looking back, yes, even over the summer is when I started to pull away from him more because I was starting to feel like, okay, this is messed up. This was wrong. I had a second epiphany because of another sugar baby that I know. I'm going to talk about her a lot. I'll refer to her a lot because um, she's also really helped me. Oh my God. It feels so good to have someone to talk to because I literally would not know anyone. And it's hard to find someone that you can trust. Someone that you know is going through the same thing as you, which is very rare. Um, it's hard to find people that you trust, yes. I've been done dirty a lot, and I feel like I'm still a very trusting person, regardless of what's happened to me and who's done what. I'm very trusting, but um, I want to see the best in people. I want to believe that people would do the same thing for me that I would do for them. So I have gone through a lot of friends, so I want to make that clear. <laughs> oh. um, so... When I started to pull away from him more over the summer, I had my set, my my other sugar baby friend from America tell me I'm looking at it wrong. She told me I was looking at the whole thing wrong, which is very funny. And instead of looking at it from a victim perspective, which I feel like I'm totally validated to call myself a victim when you think of Oh, I forgot to say how old I was. Oh my God. I kept thinking it in my head, but I forgot to say it. I was 17, probably 17 for about four months. Yeah, 17 for, yeah, four months. Like I was still, I'm right now 19, but I was 17 when I met him in summer. I mean, not summer, September. And I was just starting grade 12. And I was just still too mother freaking yuck to go through all of that. It just goes so deep, guys. And I really do want to talk about all of it in this podcast. This podcast is really just a way for me to put my diary onto the internet. What's an an interesting narrative, of course. Um... That's a very interesting narrative. I hope you guys can enjoy that and appreciate that spin-off. I feel like my problems are just very unique because of what... Anyways, um, I'm hoping that I can be very open on this podcast, that we can talk and, like, you know, really get through stuff. But what was I saying before about... I said somewhere... Oh, yeah. So I'm looking back at myself and seeing myself more like, okay, I have this victim status... But I've definitely benefited. (laughs) I've benefited in a lot more ways. Okay, I'm not going to compare them. Okay, sorry. I'm not not comparing which one was worse. I'm like, I'm getting it tonight, 20 minutes. So I've definitely benefited in a lot of ways from the sugar baby relationship. Sugar baby, sugar daddy relationship. I've benefited a lot and it just makes it a lot more confusing. It creates a lot more gray area. Whereas if you're thinking black and white, child abuse, whatever, it's just different. It's so much more. And again, I'm going to discuss all of that in this podcast. 
So basically get the gist out of this is that grass is greener on the other side. Yes, I've suffered, but I've also had a lot of great highs and I'm addicted to the high. I'm 19 now, so it's been about two years. It's about to be two years. Wait a minute. Oh my god. <laughs> Me taking in that it really has been two years. And when I tell you that this has been the fastest two years of my life, whew, it's been quick. So I hope you guys decide to subscribe to my podcast. Um, message me. Well, I'm not, I don't have a page up yet that I want to dedicate to this. I really want to keep this a bit more anonymous. So I will wait until we get more listeners. Hopefully we can get more listeners because I just want to share my story and let you guys know. So thank you for listening. Subscribe. Um, and I'll see you in my next podcast.